0: This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So, let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, fam. Welcome to another episode, and today, it's a little bit of a carry-on from last week's episode about overtraining, because... This it, it kind of goes hand in hand, or actually, not even last week, it was the week before. Sorry, I batch, batched a lot of these episodes together. So, a lot of the symptoms of overtraining can also mimic dieting for too long. And when I say dieting, I mean eating at a caloric deficit or eating less than what your body really requires for you know, maintenance level. So kind of maintaining that same body weight and, and, you know, kind of your happy zone, wherever you're at right now, okay? So I know dieting can sometimes have a negative connotation with the word. I mean, it does have the word die in it, you know? Not not really a, a positive sounding word, is it? Uh, but dieting in the, for the sake of this is really just a matter of, of what you're eating and also eating at a deficit, especially today, We're talking about dieting for too long. And if you can do that, short answer, yes, (laughs) of course. And I'm sure you probably assumed that that was the answer. And if if you did assume that that was the answer, then why did you assume it? Is it because you know in your gut and in your heart that under eating or eating less than your body needs to in order to, to shed some body fat? Do you know that that's kind of a place that your body might not thrive it's true. It's not necessarily where your body can thrive the most. All right. And I do find that most athletes are under eating and also therefore underperforming. And it, it does take some experimenting to figure out how much food you do need. And I think that that is the magic in, in really hiring a coach and kind of figuring out what looks good for you? Because I think number one, most importantly, thing the thing that you need to do is you need to eat enough food if you are aiming for performance. Now, if you are looking to shed some extra body fat, there is going to be that fine fine balance between, you know, performing okay, maybe even performing well, and also still managing to eat at a caloric deficit. Now, of course, standard rule that i think a lot of fitness uh quote-unquote experts or or fitness professionals uh, as they like to tout themselves online a lot of them do talk about eating at like 1200 calories for most females for example and while that might be fantastic for some individuals that is not going to be fantastic for mountain bikers and extremely active individuals even between really 1200 to sometimes even up to 1800 calories just might not be nearly enough for you. Unless of course you are really looking to diet and shed some body fat. However, I don't think that eating aggressively at a 1200, maybe even a 1500 calorie intake is going to be ideal because that can stress your body. And what's, what's wild here. If you think about it, if you are maybe eating 12 to 1800 calories or especially 12 to 1500 calories, depending on your size, of course, and activity level, um, If you're eating at that level for too long, it can really increase your cravings, especially if you're not having maybe a meal or a couple of meals a week, where it's a little bit more of a free meal. I don't like to use the word cheat meal because cheating, it it contains cheating and and that's negative, right? And words, words are powerful. So I I don't usually use the word cheat with my clients, with my team and with myself, Um, but I do often Talk about a free meal. You know, a free meal is is a meal where maybe you're not tracking. You're eating it freely. You're just being present with the meal. You're being present with the people that you're eating with with that meal, and it's just good for the mind, body, and soul. Especially if you are tracking your food, because you really do want to see progress on a on a quicker uh, a quicker route. I'm not saying that's the only route. You don't necessarily have to track your food, and that is not. The only route I have had many clients successfully get to their weight loss goals and fat loss goals rather by just eyeballing and eating intuitively. Does it take work? Yes. Yes, it does. It does require patience. And of course, everyone wants their body and their their perfectness to be delivered via Amazon Prime in one to three days. But that's not a reality. And I'm not saying that to burst your bubble. I'm just saying that as a point of reality, because I think that we expect things to be swift. And what we need to realize is that we got where we are currently or where you are currently over a period of time. And you need to expect that sometimes change can take a period of time. Now, some other people, you know, especially those that maybe share side by side before and after photos online or whatever their shtick is, you can look at those people and, and there's going to be a natural point of comparison in your mind. You're going to want to compare yourself to them. And I totally get it because that is just going to be a human response. That's just how you're going to see and compare things automatically. Well, you're going to look at their picture and say, well, I'm not there. I'm not there yet. I don't look like them, but you know, there are, there is such a thing as, as some people being a little bit more of a faster responder than others, just because of genetics and maybe their diet history, and maybe they haven't dieted for very long. So there's a lot of factors in there. And that's why I really don't, I don't encourage people to compare their progress to someone else's progress, because that is not realistic. I see it quite often, especially with fitness professionals, uh, especially with, you know, quote unquote, before and after photos. It's one reason why I don't share them. And believe me, my clients have amazing before and after photos, but that's not the whole picture. And that's not the picture that I generally want to share with people. All right. With you all, um, you know, so kind of back to what we're sa- what I was saying earlier, I really think it is important to eat enough food just to keep you in check here. Active females usually require about 2000 calories or more a day and then active males about two to three thousand calories or more a day and that of course can go up depending on how lean they are how muscular they are and all of that stuff because that can obviously increase the caloric needs just because muscle does uh, require some more calories to maintain now one thing you're going to see often is that you know your, your metabolism is broken. And I'm, I'm doing air quotes, by the way, you know, uh, you might hear that a lot on social media and things like that online. You're, you're not broken. All right. Your metabolism is incredibly intelligent. It doesn't have a brain, but it, it is very intelligent. And there is such thing as metabolic adaptation. So, that is why I really encourage individuals not to diet longer than 12 to 16 weeks at a time, and not really more than a couple of times a year. Uh, and the reason for this is because your metabolism can adapt. So, if you are eating at 12 to 1500 calories, your body your metabolism will start to shift down a little bit more and just kind of downgrade a little bit more and get a little bit slower it's not breaking you are not a broken individual you are a healthy individual because your metabolism is just responding to what you are fueling itself or what you're fueling it but that's the thing is if you're eating at a lower intake for a, a longer period of time then guess what's happening to your metabolism And what is also happening, and studies have shown this time and time again, especially with recent studies in the last uh, one to two years that have been released that researched how metabolism changes as you age. And of course, we all gut instinct, we think that our metabolism slows down as we age. Not really. It's a very negligible amount. We're talking like less than a percent. I think per year. I can't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm counting on my memory because I did not actually put that on my notes in front of me. Uh, and I don't trust my memory 100%. So, <laughs> but I want to say it was right around 1% or less per year. But the, the thing here that happens is when we age, we actually move less and our potential to eat like shit also increases. And maybe that was aggressive. I probably shouldn't have said that. What I mean by eating like shit is, or eating like an asshole, is you're eating things that are maybe a little bit more calorically dense and less nutrient dense. So maybe less apples and more, I don't know, bars of some sort, (laughs) you know, maybe you're reaching for fiber one bars instead of an apple when an apple would actually leave you feeling fuller longer and and actually give you almost the same amount of fiber, uh, depending on how big the apple is. But that's neither here nor there. But your your movement in the day reduces as you age, especially as you retire. A lot of folks will just sit around watching TV. That's how they spend their retirement years. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. But if you are moving less, then yeah, your body will require less intake. So that's another reason why it's really important to maintain that movement. But ultimately, this, you know, today's episode is really just talking about can you diet for too long? And the short answer is yes, you can. And that's because metabolic adaptation, it's a thing, it happens. So I really recommend, again, I'll, I'll reiterate this. Please don't diet longer than 12 to 16 weeks at a time and not really more than a couple of times a year just because you you know, you know can eat at maintenance year-round. Sure, you can eat at your maintenance calories. And what I mean by that is that is the point at which your body maintains that same body weight, kind of your same structure, uh, same like muscle tone and fat amount throughout the year. So maintenance calories are what you need to kind of maintain that going forward, hence the name. Now, I will say maintenance calories is the best and it's also the most likely the happiest place for you to be most of the time and i really recommend being there you know at least two months at a time especially between any type of dieting and and cutting or or things like that Uh, because you you truly can diet too long but you really can't spend too long at maintenance which is great so Some signs that you might be under eating just because you might be curious. Maybe you've been in a diet phase and you're like, oh, shit, Jen, I've been dieting for more than 12 weeks and I've been pretty strict with it. And of course, someone just decided to to mow the lawn. So I apologize. Uh, But some signs that you might be under eating poor sleep. Maybe you're waking up a lot. Do you have low energy? Are you moody? Do you have no or low sex drive? Uh, maybe you're experiencing poor performance, or no, not really pring anything. Whether that's in the gym or on the bike or what have you. Maybe you're having difficulty losing weight and losing fat. So maybe you're actually just under eating, therefore under moving. Because that's the thing is when you're under eating, you're going to be moving less. You're just your body will you will not have the energy to really get you know over five to seven thousand steps. And I see this time and time again with my clients, especially the ones that wear wearables. They they i mean sometimes they're walking maybe 2 to 3000 steps in a day and these are individuals who have who have dogs so i really feel like walking incredibly important i will go ahead and link that previous podcast episode in the show notes because you don't have to aim for 10,000 steps a day. Sure, that's an ideal, but really just trying to aim for at least more than what you're doing probably right now. At least five to 7,000 steps per day would be ideal, especially if you are a desk bound athlete and you are spending most of your day at the, at the desk. Standing desk is much better, so high fives to everyone who has a sit to stand desk. That's going to be fantastic for you. Um, but let me go ahead and go through the rest of these signs that you might be under eating. So again, can't lose fat or weight you have a low hunger, you also are hungry all the time. Those are the swings that can happen. Maybe you have, if you are a menstruating individual, maybe you have irregular or no periods at all. Maybe you're experiencing infertility or hair loss or thinning hair, or maybe you've had a uh, hormone or thyroid level check recently at your physical and you're realizing that you have low levels of hormones or thyroid levels. So those can all be signs that you might be under eating. So just something to keep in mind. Now, I know you're probably wondering, uh, Jen, I do not wanna track my food. I don't even know where to start. Um, I'm overwhelmed. I get you, I get you. And guess what, I got you. So there are some ways to loosely calculate your nutritional needs. There are a couple of calculators online. I don't really recommend using any of the algorithm-based algorithm, algorithm based calculators that are in like MyFitnessPal or other apps. So I really think that you can check out tdeecalculator.net. Make sure it's .net. Uh, or you can also look at precisionnutrition.com forward slash nutrition calculator. I'll link these in the show notes too. Uh, but I also like... Off the top of my head, um, one that I use most often is is Sail Rabbit. I think it's .com. I could be wrong. And yes, I'm saying Sail Rabbit, very unusual name. Uh, The person who developed it never really gave why they named it that. But I really love that tracker because it can also list all of the various ways of kind of calculating your TDE metabolism, metabolic rate, and things like that. So it, it gives you nice range that you can kind of choose from. And you can choose your activity level in all of these calculators and things like that. Now I will say that one is usually going to be higher than the other, and I like to find somewhere in between the TDE Calculator.net and the Precision nu- Precision Nutrition Calculator, because Precision nu- Precision Nutrition Calculator can be a little bit high sometimes, but that's on purpose because Precision Nutrition has noticed, and I don't want to put words in their mouth, probably over the years over the thousands of people that they've that they've coached. They've most likely noticed that people under eat and it's a thing and they're wondering why they're not motivated to move or work out or go for bike rides or spend time with family or they're just moody. And there's a reason for that. It's because you're fueling, you're not fueling yourself adequately because you're trying to lose body fat and you're, you're getting to the point of just chronically under eating. Now, of course, if you do know your body fat percentage, yeah, that can obviously make these numbers a lot more accurate. DEXA scan, of course, is going to be best than any of the, any of the scales that you stand on and tell you. Uh, but again, DEXA scan does give off radiation. It is good for bone scan as well. So I do really recommend it, especially if you are a female um, and you're just wanting to get a bone density check, or maybe you have osteoporosis or osteopenia that runs in your family, then it's a really good idea to get a DEXA scan and get a bone, bone scan at the same time, uh, just to have a good baseline. Now, when you figure out how to you know, this loose calculation for your nutritional needs. This is your baseline in terms of intake. And you can also enter, you know, Hey, I'd like to lose like maybe, um, I don't know, like a quarter pound a week, which is depending on, on your original size, your initial size and weight, that's very feasible. And that's a safe rate at which to, to diet on. Um, but whatever you decide to do, try to experiment for at least two to four weeks at a time before you do make any changes. And again, try not to diet for more than 12 to 16 weeks at a time and not really more than a couple times a year. Okay. So, so really you're looking at like 12 weeks as three months. So you're talking like total of six months in the year of dieting. Hopefully that's a little bit of a light bulb moment for a lot of you. Uh, and that's why I'm real big on when my clients do have the opportunity to, to move and, or go and travel and go to a wedding or go on vacation. I don't say, Hey, the world is your oyster eat whatever the hell you want and eat it all no i i i still i still encourage them to be mindful and intuitive about their eating and to be present with their meals but to really just make that intentional decision that yes they want to have that thing all right yes they want to have this this meal that is congruent with their goals but also it's it's maybe a cultural a meal of the area that they're visiting, for example, or maybe it's a meal that's important to their friends that they're visiting, whatever it is, that's where mindfulness and intention, intentional eating really helps. Uh, I I mean, it's such a game changer, but anyways, I really think that, that you shouldn't, you should know what you're eating. You shouldn't guess. So monitoring in order to manage your results and your progress is incredibly important. And knowing how much you're eating really does build the awareness that you need to realize what and how you're truly eating. So what I recommend is tracking for a couple of weeks, just a couple of weeks at a time, at least two days a week. So include a weekend day if maybe you go a little wild on the weekends and include a weekday, you know, especially if you're working during the week or if you work a long shift, your shift worker great. Include a couple of days a week and that way you can see what that looks like and there are free apps that you can use to track this food very easily and it's my fitness pal my macros plus and there's also chronometer which is another good one um you know again those are those are free ones i think now i've discovered my fitness pal only offers it free for a short period of time which is weird uh so i need to kind of look into that because i literally just found that that, that, out, that out the other day um I use MyFitnessPal. I do use the paid version just because I am a coach and I can see my other clients, you know, journals. Um, But yeah, recently a family member told me that MyFitnessPal is no longer free after like a month or something. So I need to confirm that because it just doesn't sound right. But I will say that counting macros or tracking your food does eliminate guessing. And when I say counting macros, you've probably heard me talk about this, but if you haven't, Macros are macronutrients. So they are the large nutrients that you're eating, which entails carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. Also alcohol, even though alcohol doesn't really provide you nutrients, it does provide you calories. So it's just a little heads up. But counting macros or at least tracking your food using one of these apps can eliminate some guessing and it's not meant to be forever. That's the thing is I, I think that sometimes folks think that it's supposed to be this lifelong thing. No, you know, that's why I really like to build people up, you know, maybe tracking their food if they're open to that and then starting to to have them learn how to eyeball their food. You know, I'm working with several, several clients right now who are, are now in that phase of eyeballing their food and it's so empowering because they're like, holy crap, I've actually already I already know what you, a portion of protein looks like now just because I've been doing it for for quite a few weeks and, and it's just natural for me. And, and there's that sense of freedom of just knowing like, hey, I know how to make a meal and I know how to construct a meal and not be stressed about it. It's fantastic. It's very empowering. Uh, and it's also very confidence boosting. But yes, it does require some some patience and it does require some focus at first. So uh you can get a food scale for greater accuracy. We don't really know what a a peanut butter portion looks like until we actually weigh it and PS it is quite disappointing. Uh but yeah, it is one of those things that, you know, it can it can help you just Spread awareness around what and how you're eating and be such a game changer for you. So again, it helps you become more aware of what proportion of foods you eat in relationship to your entire diet. So I know a lot of folks say, hey, I eat clean, quote unquote, eating clean, whatever the hell that means, right? But that doesn't mean that you're eating the amount of food that your body needs to perform or meet your goal, or maybe even get to fat loss. And having that awareness around what you eat is absolutely paramount to performance and and anesthetics if that is if that is a thing for you now when it does come to dieting you know again try to do it no more than a couple times a year if you can and no more than 12 to 16 weeks at a time do build in some time around that where you are having a little bit of a diet break is what it's called where you're, you're allowing yourself to eat a little bit more freely or a little bit more food maybe you go up to your maintenance level Uh, and then you can come back down, you know, but I would say eat at your maintenance level for at least a month, you know, or at least two weeks, really, uh, to four weeks at a time and give yourself that break. And a great time to do a diet break is of course around the holidays, or if you have a vacation coming up or a wedding that you're going to, or something like that, that's going to be a fantastic time to really initiate some sort of break, just kind of break free from that. Because again, we're looking for sustainability, but here's the thing. And this is one reason why I sometimes get on folks case when they are so gun ho about intuitive eating and pro 100% intuitive eating, that's great, but you have to build the awareness first. And one way to build awareness is really around having some sort of data that you can kind of look at and tracking your food really helps you with that ultimately. So having that insight can really be so incredibly beneficial for you. And yes, it does take a little bit of time, but let me tell you, if you invest three to six months into doing this and tracking your food, and that's at a minimum, I mean, oh my goodness, you are going to have this lifelong, sustainable skill that you can use until the end of years. You just have to be willing to do something that is maybe slightly uncomfortable for you. But one thing that is very uncomfortable for you that I really don't encourage you to do is dieting for too long, all right? This can also just make you obsessed about the situation and obsessed about the food. And I'm going to go on a tangent here for a minute. And this is only because I've I've been having this conversation with, you know, friends and loved ones lately. And let me tell you, a lot of us just have this trauma-filled bullshit from family and friends and maybe ourselves. And I think it's really a la the 1960s to 1980s where a lot of this has been instilled in our brains. And don't worry if you were born after 1989 and you were born in the 90s. First of all, congratulations, because you're younger than I am. But secondly, that doesn't mean that you're not seeing this trauma firsthand, because you might be experiencing this trauma no matter where your culture is from or where your heritage is from. Because let me tell you, in the 80s, it was all about Jane Fonda and Cher and all of these folks in you know, Richard Simmons, all of these folks with their thigh masters and stair masters and master this and master that and master your diet and master your body and thinner thighs and become smaller, smaller, smaller. And that, that shit is heavy. It's trauma. It's, it's these, these expectations that were instilled with us. And this is pre social media folks. So keep that in mind. Uh, you know, social media doesn't really have, I mean, it has an impact, but We've had other impactful things in our lives. But if your family, if your friends, and if your parents, especially who raised you, if they were the ones that raised you, if they have been exposed to that and those messaging of being smaller, being thinner, it's better, guess what? It is probably being, it has probably subconsciously been trickled down to you. And I'm not a therapist. I'm not an expert in this. I'm just saying that it is a conversation I have had with various people in my life recently, and it is something I can't help but see. Um, Therapy. Therapy does wonders. Uh, So I will go ahead and say that. But it is a hard cycle to break because I will say that when I do try to have folks come, when they come to me for coaching and, you know, they give me an idea of kind of how they're eating right now, and they're eating probably 12 to 1500 calories and some of these some of these fellas are even eating 1700 calories a day. And they're wondering why they they can't lose any body fat. Um I told you I was going to go on a tangent. It's heartbreaking. And they they sometimes can kind of freak out when I say if you want to perform and you want to feel better and you want to sleep better, you want to have a higher sex drive, you want to have a a more Uh, a higher joie de vivre, you know, if you want to have this higher joy for life, you're going to have to increase your food intake. You're going to have to have some sort of priming method because right now your body does not feel safe to lose the body fat that you, that you wish it to lose, that you wish to lose, that you're desiring to lose because a, a safe body is one that will actually shed body fat but if you're constantly stressed and you are constantly working out and you're overtraining and under-eating guess what that is a that is a recipe for not experiencing the fat loss that you seek. So please I know there can be a lot of baggage with parents and your history and your diet history And things like that, and you might be scared to increase your food for a short while, but there is a priming phase, and I guess I've just come up with a whole other topic for a different podcast episode now, Um, but there is a priming phase that I really appreciate putting my clients through, especially ones that have been dieting before coming and seeing me, because guess what? Chances are you might actually shed some body fat and body weight, and you're going to feel better. You're going to sleep better. You're going to have a higher sex drive. You're going to have a higher desire for working out and being active and you're going to move more and you're going to be less moody. I mean, can I go on? (laughs) May I go on please with all of these just positive feedback loops that are going to encourage you. And it is amazing when I do have athletes and just non-athletes too, who increase their food intake and they're like, holy shit, I actually didn't realize how shitty I felt until I started to eat more and now I'm sleeping like a rock. (laughs) So anyways, please recognize that there is going to be this mentality of eating less to be smaller and, and skinnier. And sometimes that is just not the way to go. All right. Um, you have to eat a little bit more, you know, you can diet for too long friends. You really truly can. So again, Try not to do it more than a couple times a year, no more than 12 to 16 weeks at a time. Hopefully, that has blown your mind in a very positive way and has motivated you to maybe be a little bit more accountable to, you, to yourself. And I mean, if you struggle with this, hey, I'm here for you. I do have a couple of openings, I do have a couple of clients that have graduated uh, in the last couple of weeks. And yeah, I'd love to, to help you. So reach out to me. There's a link in the show notes to apply to work with me. And once you fill that out, you will immediately be sent a link to set up a phone call with me to see if we're a good fit. And this phone call is free. It's a free chemistry call. Just to make sure that we uh, will get along and <laughs> we like each other and that we're a good fit. So that's all I have for you today, friends. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this really resonated with you and you share it and you subscribe if you haven't already. And I will see you next week or once this is released now it's gonna be released the monday after i get back from Snowmass. mass so never mind maybe i'll see you on Snowmass. who knows if you're at the the vita mtb series clinic and uh, i until next time i will see you next week and i hope you have a beautiful day